You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. This makes my nipples hard. Hey there, welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Today on the show, Paul and I are going to be doing another comparison episode between Leisure Suit Larry, EGA, and VGA, because I said I'd get it right this time, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. And for the audience, Anna is sober, even though she just says, Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I spent too much time at lefties before the episode to prepare and to get into character that I am getting drunk, I guess. And that confirms that we're actually doing a one-take intro this week. What a treat. This is This is great. <laughs> <laughs> quick keep it going let's not fuck this up i <laughs> jinxed us oh go go so yeah we did we did these comparison type episodes before we did one for uh police quest we kind of like we sort of did one for king's quest but technically we haven't and i think in the future we're gonna maybe go back and revisit that in some way but the point is we're doing that here and and these are comparisons of leisure suit larry and if you don't know leisure suit larry is a game about an affable guy with the indiscriminate age of between 28 and 40 depending on which version you play and uh and he's left his nest and is out into the world to gamble and get laid and try not to die in a bathroom Mm -hmm. is that about the storyline yes yes or by his own hand which we'll get into later but yes we're gonna we're gonna look at the the agi version the sci version agi is the ega sci is the bga (laughs) we got all the acronyms here I think actually, I think we said that in the police quest one. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll we'll probably sprinkle in a, a dash of Reloaded too, because we both played most of that, um, kind of like in a hail mary bum rush. Anna this morning and me last night, um, just so mm-hmm. we could sort of include it. But yeah, okay. Well, let's start with because um, I don't think I'm not sure if on this podcast we've ever actually covered Larry. If we have, it's been years. By the way, we, we started doing this in 2018, and according to the math, that was six years ago, which is wild. <laughs> no, 2018 was not six years ago. Yeah, it's always insane. Math is what? so depressing. I'm so sorry. That's don't ever do math. It's always bad news. Math, math is <laughs> almost always bad news. Um, but anyway, I'm not. I'm not really sure if we've done Larry before. So I, I also want to kind of treat this episode a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's some, there's things about Leisure Suit Larry that are almost assumed knowledge because it's like, you know, it's one of Sierra's flagships. And I, I guess what I'm saying is that we'll probably end up spitting some, some generic Larry facts at you just cause we've never really covered Larry before. So this, this is mm-hmm. like our time to do that too. So with that being said, what's, what's your origin story with Larry? Let's, let's start with our little, our childhood experiences. Everybody's got that little tee hee. I played this at a friend's house and then mom said I couldn't play with Timmy anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, for me, my I was uh, a it few was months Timmy. into playing. Sorry, it was totally Timmy. It's always Timmy. <laughs> uh, I was I was into King's Quest Four, and I was like the nine or ten years old. And my dad brought me this game in the box and said, "Hey, why don't you give it a go? It looks funny." I don't even think he played it yet, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know how to answer these questions." And he's he wasn't around, so what I did was I started the game. And I wrote down the question around. and I wrote, he wasn't around. Well, 
He gave me the box and then headed off to get some milk. And that was he did. He just no. He came back later. He'll come back in the story. But I so what I did was I started the game and I answered the question wrong and I wrote down what the question was and I wrote down my wrong wrong answer and if I got a right answer I wrote it down and I just made a little chart of what all the wrong answers were and then eventually you know what all the right answers were. So every time I played, I just referred to my little piece of paper. And even my dad might have helped me, who knows, on something here and there. But that, that was essentially what I put together. And then I played it. My dad thought it was funny. He's, he'd say things like, you're going to go sleep with the hooker or watch out for dogs peeing on you. Like we didn't in my family, nothing like my mom didn't pay attention and I was never not allowed things like that. So if it was funny and it was Sierra, it was perfectly OK. So that was my experience with Larry. What was your what was I mean, that's. A remarkable amount of um, motivation and drive to, for you to like, w what was the drive behind you wanting to play the game that bad where you created like a whole process of elimination deduction chart to get into it? Just oh, the sense of humor. And, and it was something to do with sex. I knew there was uh, nudity. I was like boobies and like, you know, all of this, the perverted and funny. King's Quest was so like, earnest and true and right and almost sweet and so this was like i'd never seen anything like this before and from this like this led to my love of space quest and why the humor of space quest 4 hit me so quickly so hard it was just this it was like off it was a little bit wrong it was naughty and i liked it right that was long for boobs i get it all right thank you yeah um I God, my I don't know if I actually <clears throat> I don't remember playing the first the first Larry. I know that my dad was really into them, and I know that my mom used to to you know I don't know rib him for it. And there's always like it, it was the one game that she was always aware of. Like, is he in there playing Larry? Like a lot of like teasing and lighthearted, good natured mm -hmm. teasing, let's say. Uh -huh. um, and I knew that he liked it a lot. And I remember playing um, five and seven. Um, as as a kid, but I don't I don't remember playing the other ones as a kid. I don't think I did, but I did re revisit Larry. Um, I don't. Know, it was one of like the first games I played when I was like getting back into it. Let's say probably like thirteen or fourteen or something. Twenty thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Um, was my first experience with it, and and but I, I don't know. At the same time, I still have like weird nostalgia for it because I, I definitely saw it being played as a kid. Let's say so. So mm -hmm. I, I witnessed it being played probably by my older brother. Um, because just seeing like the the screen in the the original version of Lefties, it's like that that hits me in the childhood. I know I saw that as a kid. It's not just the the Mark Crowness of it, because there is like a delightfully I don't know. There's like a police quest vibe going on in in this game quite a bit. It almost looks like Lost Wages could be Litton in a sense, or or in the same mm -hmm. world as Litton, because it's well, it's just I'm sure that's just the Mark Crow mixed with the EGA palette factor. But Anyway, I guess this is long for I don't I don't really actually have like a childhood experience with specifically the first one. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because Al Al Lowe he programmed uh, most of it, but obviously uh, Mark Crow contributed a lot of the game. Uh, he contributed all the graphics and the actual look of the game and how the uh, interconnected like the rooms were all interconnected and so forth. But Mark didn't do any like the text or any of the puzzles and the writing. So everything that you see graphically was his contributions to the game which is really cool yeah that is cool yeah mark he's, he's uh i don't know i don't know about underrated but he's like unsung hero in a sense for for uh, maybe I, maybe i should say instead of that because he's very much credited and renowned let's say for space quest but he, he was doing so much more than 
than I, I think I even realized as far as this work on Larry and police quests and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, Okay, yeah. So anyway, did you play the VGA remake as a kid or did you revisit that as 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 an adult? What's your what's your history with the remake? Yeah, I think I played it not long after it came out. I was excited. I was always excited when a remake came out because, you know, a, a lot of it's essentially the same between the regular and the remake, but they added in more lines. And that was the freedom that Al said when they ended up switching. Although there was less guessing of input on the player's side, there was more ability for the programmers to put hidden messages and things all over the place for you to click on and see. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, I want more writing. Like to me, these were like books. I'm like, I want more books from the same author. So when I'd get a new version of the game, I'd always be stoked for new lines because it was like, oh, my God, new content. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this this the VGA remake, I I really, really liked. It was kind of like Police Quest where I I ended up my my over, I don't know, uh, my conclusion, I guess you could say, which is probably a weird way to. No, well, it's a, it's a fine way of putting it, but it's early in the episode to be saying it. But regardless, my, my overall conclusion or takeaway from this comparison is the same as Police Quest, which is the remake is really good. And it's it's mm-hmm. beautiful and it's like a lot of fun. And there's just like you were saying, there's some really good like storytelling and a lot of great lines that you can go fetch. And the inclusion of like the zipper um, and the taste icon is is so much fun. And it, this game just mm-hmm. it, it encapsulates so much of of what I'm, I don't know, what I have like a craving for and don't get enough of in modern adventure games, which is like the sense of exploration and, and the, the, mm-hmm. the rewards, the constant rewards for exploring where it's like, it's less about, you know, finishing this game. Cause if you really want to just finish it, you can get it done in, in about 30 minutes, maybe 40 yeah. for the remake. But if, mm-hmm. but if you really want to get the most out of the game and see all the lines and just, you know, walk around, I don't know, like a living, it feels like a living book in a sense, you know, just it really comes to life. You can walk around and just try things on people and, and get responses or spend too long in an area and get peed on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's great. What do you think about the breath spray aspect? There's an aspect in the game that you have to uh, shoot some breath spray in your mouth every once in a while, or else you'll get some funny random comment from somebody saying, Oh man, you smell like garbage mouth. Yeah, that was all that, that that's such a nice touch. Cause it's not like a, <laughs> It's, it's, it's not presented mechanic-wise as like a gun to your head. Like, you better have done this or you'll regret it late. It's like there's no real pressure. Um, it's just like a fun little, yeah, it makes the world feel more alive and more, yeah, just great world building. Mm-hmm. I like to leave my breast stinky and see what everybody says about it because I want to read all the lines. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's such a nice, like, almost consequence-free way of doing it. And just, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's. it's it's a, t- a ton of uh, just a ton of work and love went into this this game as well. So it, c- it kind of almost almost reminds me a little bit of of it's not fair to say the conquest because conquest had just so much more going on. But but in the sense of like you know uh, accounted for scenarios and stuff like that. Like you, where, you mm-hmm. know what would this person say versus what would they say if your breath smelled and and then you know what would happen if you tried to lick them on top of try to touch them on top of try to um, look at them and on top of trying to talk to them. So it's just like. Mm-hmm just so many lines for everything and and it's it's fun and funny so it's worth like exploring all the lines love it Mm -hmm. and there's there's all these like subtle differences between the two that are so small you wouldn't even notice it just in in what somebody says in a response or or but like the essential essence of the game is if you know how to play the text game you're probably going to know how to play the uh ega and then you're probably going to know how to play the vga and that's pretty much your day 
Yeah, yeah. There's not there's not much difference at all. For like 20 minutes, I, I had a playthrough, a YouTube playthrough of the BGA and EGA playing at the same time. I kind of did my best to sync them up on on a phone and a, and a tablet. Um, <laughs> and it was it was it was neat. It was kind of fun to see it. It was like almost identical. Every now and then they'd they'd slip time wise. Um, like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe the balcony would be an example. There's like a little bit extra going on there in the VGA version, but it's it's pretty damn identical as far as as far as like the linear story is concerned, right? Like if you're if you're not exploring your environment, and you're just trying to if you're playing it maybe let's say by by walkthrough rules where you're just trying to get to the end of it. They're they're both almost identical. Hmm. I like. Uh, what about the concept where you die in Leisure Suit Larry One and you can end up back in the factory and get remade again? I think that's the original one. I think that's so fun. Yeah, it is. It's 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 amazing. It's it's everything we love about the Sierra stuff. The the factory that's still one of my favorite. Really, and Larry Larry Three also has mm-hmm. the 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 behind the scenes Sierra. Like it's uh, I don't know. It reminds me of uh, of of that scene in Larry Three. You know, or the end of Larry Three, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. behind the scenes at Sierra. Um, and then in the VGA, I think there's two different versions because I, I see screenshots for for a, a, like a massive factory. It's got like this dystopian kind of feel to it where they, they whip up another Larry and spit him out of a blender in, in the VGA uh, remake. But I didn't get that scene when I played it. When I played it, I got brought back to life by Frankenstein. No, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confusing Reloaded. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's, in Reloaded, you get brought back to life in a Frankenstein sense. It's a lot of Larry to take in and keep all separate. It was in head, too much you know? Larry. Yeah, it was a, a mouthful of Larry, if I if I may. It's that actually doesn't work. <laughs> I was trying to force it there. Sorry. It's just it's we're uh, like twenty minutes in. We haven't made a single dick joke yet talking about Larry. It feels wrong, but thanks for breaking the ice. Yeah, no worries. I almost did it earlier with the whole peed on thing, but right. I didn't want to bring up my time to my time in Amsterdam on the show. It's not necessary. <laughs> Reloaded was funny for that. You could pee on everything, the corners, the floor, the people. It'd be like, and it even says it, you whip it out and pee on the carpet. Well, don't you feel good about yourself now? <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Yeah, it was. It's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I wanted to, okay, I wanted to ask you too, since, uh, and then maybe we'll, I don't take a, take a breather and find direction here, but real quick, what were your, what were your thoughts on Reloaded? Cause we've kind of like, uh, summarized, I guess you could say like our experience with, with EGA and VGA. So, so what did you, what did you feel about Reloaded? Hmm. I played it on a tablet first, all the way through a couple of years ago when it first came out mm. and I thought it was, it was fun cause it was, it was different and it was more, there was a lot of writing. There was a lot of nods to Kickstarter and a lot of more modern elements. So they sort of brought it into the age. It, you could click everything on everything on everything, your mouth, you're either smelling it or tasting it. And if you click the zipper, you're either peeing on it or trying to have sex with it. There was so much writing and so many lines in it. And it was, but the storyline was the same, but the puzzles were different. So it was a little bit confusing. So I felt it was a very walk throughable version of the game that was fun to just, I spent so much time taking photos and clicking everything on everything that for me, that's, that's where a lot of the fun was like, and there was all these little bonus side quests that I'll talk about later and fun things you could do that were outside of what you have to do to complete the game that, I don't know, a bunch of devs getting together and kind of making a game in homage of their old game that they made before is a neat notion to me. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I thought it was really nice. I thought it was gorgeous. I, I I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for for glowy things, and it, it had like a very glowy vibe, like the the chapel with the sun coming through the or the light coming through the the stained glass windows, and 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even lefties, you know, just, just, yeah, I, I really, I, I like the artwork and that's, I, I, I really don't like playing games that aren't pixel art. Cause it's, to me, it's like the pixel art factor is such a important part of my like enjoyment in these games visually. Um, it's just, and it's just my thing, like without needing to, to get too into explaining the, the why's and why not. It's just my thing. I just really like it. And there's enough in pixel art to where I don't really have to fuck around with games that aren't. So that being said, for for a game that wasn't Pixar, I really liked it. That being said, my son uh, walked by and was watching me play little bits of it here and there, and and his only comment on it was that it was ugly. And <laughs> just in case any of the devs are looking, I disagree. He's nine, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and but I'm I'm proud of it in the sense that I think I've well indoctrinated him into pixel art because he had no reason to judge it so harshly. Uh, and with such finality, but he's just like, it's ugly. I'm like, wow, um, that's un- uncalled for. I mean, it's really kind of unfair. Um, but, but uh, yeah, again, I think he was, he's so used to everything that, I, that I'm that i involved with game-wise being Pixar that, that he looked at it. Maybe that was his way of saying something's off. But um, mm-hmm. but anyway, it was it was nice. There, there, are, there are aspects about it that, that they, I, I, I guess I have to be honest, it begs certain questions like why. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, like a few of the puzzles are like that in it because like the whale puzzle, for example, like even my son, Jacob was just like, that's pretty harsh. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I guess considering there was a VGA remake and the VGA remake is gorgeous, man. It's, it's such mm-hmm. a good looking game. It's like artistically speaking, it's one of Sierra's finest. Cause I feel like they, they, uh, they, they, they get outclassed by LucasArts when it comes to, VGA graphics. Mm-hmm. They, they're often outclassed, which is like fair enough. LucasArts guys just has such an awesome bendy, cartoony looking style. And I felt like whenever Sierra tried to go bendy and cartoony, it just it didn't look great to me. Um mm-hmm. but this this looks amazing. Um and it's interesting too because like I, I think we alluded to this before, but like the Space Quest remake, Space Quest One remake is in this very similar art style of the Space Quest four game. And and Larry's the remake is very much in the style of Leisure Suit Larry Five, so it's like you can mm-hmm. you can tell what games are being developed alongside each other, let's say, or you know within the vicinity of each other, because um, this game it, it it has a lot of Larry Five style, but it actually to me it looks more like comfortable in its own skin or like I, I <clears throat> and I don't know the timeline and I don't expect you to and we're not going to stop to look it up, but I would guess. Mm-hmm. That they, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be kind of shocked to be wrong on this one. Um, it's like saying I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, I <laughs> doubt it. I'd so, doubt and it. no one's saying anything otherwise right now. Yeah, exactly. So. But I would say that Larry, that the remake was done after Larry Five because it almost looks like a refined, like now we have a grasp on this art style sort of vibe. Where it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just looks, it looks really good. It's really beautiful. The rooms look like they. They took forever to draw. Like each one of them is, is quite remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Larry Five was like a little, it was a little rough on the eyes at some at certain points. That yeah. game with the with the Memphis style, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there's touches of that here and there, but it doesn't go as deeply into that as in into the character design and every other part of it. Like even the characters in that in Five were kind of with that pointy, vibey floor of an arcade in the 80s kind of idea yeah it's almost like the this re, the remake i felt like they knew what to do with the style whereas mm-hmm. in five they were just like i don't know just use it because it's hot right now um but in the remake they, they you know they incorporated it as opposed to just like you know put it on display because 
that's what the kids are buying right now. Um, sort of thing. But anyway, all, all that really to say is that, that Reloaded was really cool. It's It does baffle me. It's a little strange. Like, I, I don't I still don't really get the... the I mean, there's $655,000 behind its Kickstarter that disagrees with me as far as even beginning to hint at it that, that nobody asked for it, because they very much did. Um, over half a million dollars worth of asking for it. But it is, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a little strange in like, as far as where does it fit, especially after playing the three of these next to each other. And and as we discuss off air, I'll just say now is that we, Anna and I both kind of burnt out on Reloaded, which is, again, it's not Reloaded's fault. It's just because mm-hmm. we had both just gone through EGA and VGA mm-hmm. and Reloaded, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all the same game. Like there's a, there's extra mm-hmm. bits in Reloaded. There's there's an extra character in Jasmine, but for the most part, the ninety percent, the bulk of it is is the same exact story and timeline and everything like that. So it's like for both of us having played it in that sense, it was just like, whew, this is we're doing this again, huh? <laughs> um, but if you were to play it like on its own, it like if you haven't played Larry One in a long time. Um, I could see it being a lot of fun, even though for the sake of um, for the sake of people listening, I would still probably if you haven't played VGA, I'd, I'd, I'd point you towards that one because I think a lot of the Sierra fans, I think we uh, there's like a uh, an aversion to to these remakes. Like they didn't mm-hmm. sell well at the time. They're they're mm-hmm. not really regarded highly on on like you know our, our the classic gamers go Facebook group. Like whenever it comes up, you, there's not a lot of like. Yes, play that one. There's a lot more reverence for the past and like the parser and and things like that, which I get. Like, still at the end of the day, it'd still probably be like a parser guy because that's that's you know that's what hits me in the nostalgia. But but man, the VGA remake so far were two for two because I really had a lot of fun with the Police Quest one and the, the me Larry too. One. So I what, did and and go ahead. Well, I was just gonna ask you what what's your overall take on on the VGA remake? It was fun and fast. I liked it. It was it was easy to play because you knew the storyline. It had new information. It was pretty. I'm solid on it. I actually did not mind it at all. I didn't find it dry. I still found it funny. It was a little bit less stressful. It felt a bit safer, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt safer. Um, let's run through the story a little bit and kind of talk about the differences along the way. Yeah, good call. Okay, so you start out uh, outside of Lefty's Bar, um, where you head into there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to make the mistake of just because I've just done it three times to feel like everybody's like intimately aware of of, of this part of the game. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, basically you start outside of the bar. Uh, you arrive in Lost Wages with with what nine, ninety some dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, 94, 97. I really want to get that right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you go inside. There's a moose hanging on the wall in either version. But in the VGA version, you go into the other room and discover that there's a whole moose there because the rest mm-hmm. of the moose is on the other side. And and I love that gag. That is that was that's a great gag. <laughs> the whole the whole body of the moose. So it's like it's not a moose head, but it's like you know a moose shoved through the wall. Very good. And you can interact with it, of course, and everything too. As it, I love the acknowledgement, like the almost fourth wall kind of humor, like always just on the verge of admitting that it's a game, but it's like Reloaded took it a little bit farther and outright talked about how it was a game all the way through a little bit more heavily. Right. And that might've been, I guess, due to the narrator in a sense, mm-hmm. so, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that's something that, that we've been discussing here and there on, on different episodes where it's like narration kind of almost lends its hand to, to fourth walledness. Um, and the, the narrator, by the way, in, in Reloaded, I'll just say did an awesome job. The the voice actor for the narrator um, mm-hmm. was really really good. But um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. You're so you're at Lefties. Um, you walk inside. You, you basically 
you, you get a drink, you get a whiskey as far as the, the forward progression of the game is concerned. You, you get a whiskey, you head into the, the, the back room or the bathroom, um, find a drunk guy who couldn't handle his stuff, you hook him up, you go into the bathroom. This is where you do your adventure game and pick up your rose and your ring and stuff like that that you'll need later. Um, and then you you go to you basically it's it's funny to watch this on a walkthrough or on a playthrough I should say because people you know if you're trying to almost speed run it in a sense like you, you do all this work to get into the room with the prostitute and then you open the window and fuck off which <laughs> is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of funny because um, you you wouldn't have a rubber yet or a lubber in the game I hate that word by the way I don't like lubber I don't know why it's always bothered me like always. I think because it's mildly racist sounding in the game. <laughs> Is that what it is? It just I, comes off as being, I think it's meant to be making fun of the way he says it. But like, that's just, I don't know if this is even true. Like this game is so mildly or potentially offensive every minute of the way. We're not focused on that because we were younger when we played it and we didn't get offended and we never grew up. So we have the same mindset. So it's really easy. We just don't get offended. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't. And that doesn't mean it's not great. It's well, just, you know. Actually, I disagree ah. there. You should not get offended. Everybody fucking relax. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, no, this, there's, um, yeah, I don't know. This, this show's never been good. At, we don't, we don't handle this though. We just, we We're just, not, we just sidestep rate right the fuck around all that. I'll just say mm-hmm. on a positive spin though, because we try and try and keep it positive here. Is there's diversity in the, re, in the BGA remake because the, mm-hmm. the woman at the end is, uh, it's Eve's right. Eve at the end is switched to to uh, to a black woman, which is which is nice, and and that's actually for uh, I don't want to say like I don't want to over inflate it, but for the time sort of thing. But it but it was I guess I guess it was a little surprising to me. So maybe maybe it was a bigger deal for the time. I'm not sure, or maybe it's just because I'm you know Eve wasn't black in the first one that it was surprising. It could be as simple as that. But but it was nice mm-hmm. either way, and. and um, and she's got she's got a little nip slippage that's that's just delightful. And um, yep. the, the VGA remake too, I'll say, is the most racy of the three by far, right? Because mm-hmm. 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 there's actual like nipples going on in in the VGA remake, whereas Reloaded is might be the most tame, right? Because there's, yep. there's there's like no skin in that one at all. Like yeah, not unless it's like an Easter egg or something. Like some of them definitely have more than others, and EGA was not sexy and. And VGA was sexier, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, don't you know? EGA had his moments. There was some of the, mm-hmm. the the Mark Crow portraits, I guess you could call them, or whatever the, the full mm-hmm. screens, like he does in Police Quest, um, that were nice. But um, but yeah, okay. So anyway, so so you you you'll go up to the prostitute. Um, if you sleep with her without a condom, you're gonna have a bad time. So so you, mm-hmm. you bail out the window into the garbage can and you make your way down to the casino. Hmm. And then in this case, casino is a verbal baton that I hand to you. <laughs> ah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, because I normally go to the store first because I usually have enough money. And then I get the, ah. I like to get the prophylactic from the store. And then the dude at the store, I mean, after you look at the skin mags and everything else, and, you know, there's a drunk standing outside, but he's just like, oh, what flavor? What kind? And he asks you like all these crazy questions about it. And then you have to answer all of them. And then he shouts out all the kinds you're getting. And then everybody pops out of the aisle and says, what a pervert. And that's, that's slightly different in every version as well. Um, But uh, just like the words, essentially what he says about it were different and the rest of the context was the same. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good. You got good, you got good comparison notes. You did better than I did. 
as far as oh, yeah and then and then you got to get a bottle of wine because there's like a guy outside and, and you can look at everybody and look at everything and talk to everybody and there's a payphone outside and throughout the game you can actually find various phone numbers and there's like all these little easter eggs where you can call in and get like sierra hint line or things like that and then you got to go and you got to take your rubber back to the hooker and i love this because if you sleep with her with the rubber off you get the flashing groin and you die and if you sleep with her with the prophylactic on, then you don't take it back off and you go outside, you go outside and you die anyways because you didn't take off the condom, which is so funny. Right. But then what you're technically supposed to do is you're supposed to sleep with her, take off the condom, dispose of it, steal the box of candy sitting on the ledge for whatever reason, because you're a dick. And then you <laughs> go out the window and carry on back to you. Right, right. Um, <laughs> it's kind of panic inducing. Sorry. <laughs> I started this. <laughs> it gives me a little deer in headlights. Like, Oh shit. What are we even talking about? Mm -hmm. Larry. That's right. No. Um, so you don't, but you don't have to sleep with her, right? You can just take the, is that correct? I don't think you have to sleep with the prostitute. Do you? I, I don't, I don't think yeah, I just never considered cause you're there to lose just, your virginity. That's the whole you, reason you're you sound, there. What? You, I'm so offended right now that I would even prostitute. I just, I never even considered wow. that you wouldn't. The close, this is the closest you've ever called. It came to calling me a Poindexter. <laughs> right now, you're like, you fucking loser. Are you serious? You just... <laughs> I just, I never even for a moment considered it. And now I'm just saying, look, I listen, I wanted it to be special. Okay. I wasn't, I didn't <laughs> want to give it up to some prostitute. I was saving myself. <laughs> That's like, I gotta, I gotta actually put some research into that because I've never thought about it or considered it. It was well, just sort I, of a given. And I you framed, sleep I with I the framed it like a question, but no, <gasps> you don't have Maybe to. Maybe she won't Maybe. let you take the chocolates if you don't sleep with her. You, you, at least in VGA, you, you don't have to sleep with her. That, that's my hesitance is because I can't I can't say for certain with EGA. But yeah, you don't you don't have to sleep with her in VGA, which means you probably don't have to, because because if you take it if you try to take the chocolates, otherwise he gives her a line like, um, uh, basically she's like, well well I, I'm rooting for anybody who's in search of true love. Like like he gets her on that aspect, and she's like, well if it's it's for if you know if you're in the pursuit of true love, you know. Then you can take them, and and he just says thanks, and yeah, you get them. Hmm. I, yeah, I'm a little speechless at this. You sound yeah, you sound just mad. I've never I've never heard you yeah. so disappointed in me <laughs> in the time we've known each other. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. So well, after you slept with the prostitute, assuming don't. that you, have... you don't have to, guys, don't feel pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know what, the one you don't want to feel pressure in is in Reloaded because that prostitute is, what are you supposed to, I don't know what's politically correct here, but she's not a looker. The girl in the bed that you are supposed to sleep with, all of a sudden she's like, she's Russian and she's missing a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Come for make love on prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. You're like, do I have to? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> not like And this. the jokes are all based on her looks, right? Oh man, this is maybe this is why we haven't covered Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but we've interviewed Al Lowe, so if you think that you if you either really like this and want to hear more, go look up that episode. Or if you think this sucks, I just want to hear them talk to Al Lowe. Go look up that episode. Yeah, for real, that episode is great too. It's it's like mm -hmm. it's like seventy percent Police Quest that episode, but there, there's also. <laughs> 
the rest is split between Donald Duck and, and Larry. We tried we tried to give Al a break on on the Larry talk, but but he does he does go into some stuff there, of course, and, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. And we might be assuming a lot of things on the audience, but I mean, it's like we we got a pretty loyal group of listeners here. I think you guys know, you know, he was a high school teacher and he wrote the theme song and he's a one man band and this was a remake of softcore, um, it, uh, the soft porn soft adventure porn. and yeah, just all the generic Larry facts that that I, I I think at this point it's almost safe to assume our audience is kind of borderline sick of hearing so mm-hmm. uh, which is why gpt was of no help to me preparing for this episode because he just kept hitting me with all that stuff i'm like we know we know mm-hmm. we get this all that's all the surface that's all the first page of google stuff gpt i'll just just forget it um, <laughs> <laughs> okay there's nothing in depth so you've gone off and you're in the dumpster and what what better thing to do when you're in the dumpster after you jump off the balcony after you leave the hooker's bedroom after you sleep with the hooker or not is you look around <laughs> and you find a hammer <laughs> obviously yeah you know as one would i didn't i didn't have a problem with with the hammer like i feel like everybody mm-hmm. gets one in an adventure game you know mm-hmm. there's people so. throw hammers out you know all the mm-hmm. time right now somewhere in uh, gary indiana home of michael jackson maybe there's somebody throwing a hammer away into a trash can that almost got wildly off topic for some some reason. I don't know why I got so specific there. The point is, people throw away hammers. I have one I need to throw away because the, the <laughs> head is, and please be mature about me using the word head during a Larry episode. <laughs> the, no. the, head, the head is jiggly. Please, please, please <laughs> oh, now you're her. making it harder, dude. <laughs> oh, why you got us making it harder? Oh, no. We can't stop. We're stuck. It's like this a positive feedback loop. but in, in So a- when you're in the game, you've got to travel around and you have to catch a taxi. So you've got this taxi driver who's, um, I think we were trying to figure out, was like Josh Mandel the taxi driver? And I was asking him that question or somebody was, but then he doesn't remember doing the lines for the taxi driver or doing the voice. Oh, that was Laura Bow. Remake. But I, yeah, was that Laura Bowen? Because I made you ask him, remember? <laughs> That's <laughs> what he, it was. Because he sounds just like Bernie Sanders. And I'm like, that has you to be Josh Mandel. Because there's mm-hmm. that is definitely a Jewish man doing that voice. So I but sent he's you like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, wow, Josh, you had one thing to remember <laughs> for me. That's right. So this guy, he's a taxi driver. You got to pay him a bunch of your money. And and one of the big reasons you actually have to gamble in this game for, well, there's a few, but one of the reasons, especially in the first part of the game is to have enough money so you can catch the taxi around. Because if you catch a taxi and you can't pay the taxi, taxi guy is going to beat you up. Yes. And I already, I kind of already fucked up and missed the window for this, but, but speaking of Josh Mandel, eh, retroactively mm-hmm. speaking of him, he is the voice of the stand-up comedian in Reloaded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You gotta love Josh, man. I, lo- I love how he pops up and reprises things like King Graham and just yeah. There's something just so right and wholesome about of, of just hearing that and learning that 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 was Josh because I you know I didn't recognize the voice necessarily. But anyway, so the poker in this game to pick up where you were were leaving us off there. Um, okay, I, I really thought about this, premeditated this this little speech or mini rant or whatever but it's like it's more appropriate in larry than than police quest because my knee-jerk mm-hmm. reaction was I'm, I'm fucking i'm really sick of like the shoehorning in of of the gambling stuff especially in Allo's creations because again he did a lot of the police mm-hmm. quest game um but it makes sense in larry just because like you know you're dropped off with only a certain amount of money and the, especially the taxi cab system like you really need money in this game you're gonna make it mm-hmm. and lose it and make it and lose it and you know, get it stolen off of you and things like that. So at least it kind of makes sense. It's like your way of, of re- refilling your, your assets. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it didn't make sense in the police quest story either. Um, 
but it's like it's almost like a part of this game because you're you're gonna mm-hmm. have to to lose and make money in it, and so you do it by gambling because you're in lost wages, not Vegas. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it, at least it makes sense. I still hate poker, and I, I really praise Reloaded for giving you the option to do. Um, well, it's not just Reloaded. I guess you have the option to, to win the money with slots with all of them, huh? Well, it's, you know, you've got slots, and there's also Blackjack in the remake. And it's kind of funny. A, a few fun facts. Ken Williams wrote most of the code for Blackjack in one 10-hour shift. And then he gave it over to Al and, because he just kind of did this in this like this writing frenzy. But it took uh, Al a whole nother week to actually get the code to work properly with kind of the structure <laughs> that Ken had put together. So he's like, all right. But it's because Al didn't even want to, he did not want to program the slot machine. He's like, Scott Murphy does slot machines and he's the one that did the slot machine for Space Quest. So I'm going to get a hold of Scott and he's going to do the slot machine. But Scott's busy, wasn't able to call Al back. And he's like, ah, oh, well, I'm waiting. I'm just going to sit here and program and da 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 da. So by the time Scott calls him back, well, the slot machine's finished. But okay, fun fact. In EGA, you could only win a limited number of cash because they were on a limited budget. So they only used a one byte variable and the largest number available was 255. So $250 limit. Of course, in in VGA, you can win up to $10,000 because there's no such limit. Mm. Right. So 255 would be the highest in an 8-bit Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's integer goes, but but yeah, right, right, because that's the most the most that an eight bit could store would be two fifty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why you're limited, which is where the original spa- save spamming came from. Because we used to save early, save often, but when this happened, we started save spamming, save scumming, whatever the kids nowadays called it. Because as soon as you win, you save, mm-hmm. and then as soon as you lose, you load, and that's that's where my system to do that and many of ours came from. Right. And I did that last night and reloaded and it felt good. It felt nostalgic. It felt, yeah, it felt right. It felt back in the day. Yeah. There was a lot of really cool stuff in the casino too. You could go upstairs and you could knock on every single door and you'd always get a different response. And all of the responses in every single one of the rooms, whether in the the original or especially in the remake, uh, but was related to other people that have made the game. Because you're like, oh, Jeff, you really know how to occur to guy refers to Jeff Stephenson, who did um, the creative interpreter work. And uh, Scott Murphy, one of them was hey scott the girls are here or uh you know just it's super random and i think there there was one that says um now i've got wessonality but like i don't even know what that means like it wasn't even explained in any of the guides that i had but i'm like okay yeah that that's a thing you would say it sounds yeah it's got the makings for an inside joke right like based on the last name or whatever um, I, I almost wonder, it raises questions too. I almost wonder like, why they couldn't copy and literally copy and paste Scott Murphy's um, slot machine code. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I would do. Like, uh, yeah. Like, there's, there's, yeah. Things, there's things I'm programming in, in the game I'm making now where I'm like, it, it, like, it's so hard that by the end of it, it's like, well, at least later I can just copy and paste it if I need to in the future. Like, I mean, it kind of feels, you know, accomplishment wise good. It's like, well, at least I can reuse this nightmare of a chunk of code or whatever. But, yeah, that's kind of curious. Like, why couldn't they literally just copy and paste the Space Quest code? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I sorry, I should totally go back. Did you know that Al Lowe ended up interviewing the hooker after Larry stole the box of chocolates? And she did say that he was really, really quick. He was clean. He left right away. But he did take my box of chocolates. So, right. I mean, she did comment. She didn't not notice. He didn't secretly take it. And in Reloaded, they nod to that. When he goes to take the box of chocolates, he's like, ah, and she's like, no, that's my, ah, forget it. Just take it and go. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. Okay. Back to where we were in the casino. But yeah, lots of in-jokes, lots of stuff. You've got your save spamming, you've got your gambling, and, and you're essentially at this point just prepping yourself up uh, to get ready to finish off the game because you have to find something at the casino to get you <laughs> into a place you can't access yet. You're not, you're not wrong. It's just that, I, that wording took me by surprise when you said finish off the game because it, it, there's a part of me that still feels like we're still building up into the start of the game because it's like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're just getting the items we need to actually start the game. But it's also getting the items you need to finish the game because it is, it is really quite quite short in that sense. Um, so, yeah, you, mm -hmm. you, you go to the casino, you get your money. Um, Anna, you said you kind of already went to the convenience store, but if not, you go back there again um, or for mm -hmm. the first time. Like, it doesn't matter. You go... Get your you get your money. You go to the convenience store. We can get some wine. Trade the wine for a knife. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, this is all building up just to meet Fawn, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of this. Yeah, you have to get an apple, obviously, from the barrel man, but that's for way later in the game because he's the naked dude. And then you have to find your way into the disco. So you're able to do that because you've been to the casino and you've gotten the little card out of the ashtray. And props to Reloaded again for the way they handled the apple the apple mm -hmm. guy because the, the the you give him the uniform and in the uniform was a blank check or no it was a check for six hundred fifty five thousand dollars made out to cash and it was the kickstarter money so that was that was a cute way to tie tie that all in that was well handled oh but fun fact from the uh v the ega version only uh if you click on the inside of his barrel um or uh yeah, I mean, if you look in it, like actually say, look inside his barrel on the keyboard, it'll tell you his and you don't get that in any other version of the game. Interesting. That's cool. You can also bribe the bouncer with the diamond ring to get into the uh, disco if you want. It will work and he will let you in, but you will have some problems later on in the game. Well, is that a, is that a dead man walking thing? Because you, you need that for fun, right? Yeah, you sure do. Um, and he'll just take it and say, thanks, man, and let you in. Right, right. Huh. That's interesting. That, that harkens back to to, to, uh, to Longbow, where you can give give away your half a heart crystal. Um, but it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. not Dead Man Because Conquest of Longbow was coded by, by a combination of genius and, I, I think, cocaine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were mad, absolutely mad, man. Um, okay, yeah. So you meet, you go to the disco. You meet Fawn. Um, she's the worst, as, as you'll <laughs> just really quickly find out. You give her gifts. Uh, she, she's a bloody, she's a material girl. Um, mm -hmm. And so you give her gifts, and this is she's all worth like ten points practically. Of like, because you have to give her one thing after another after another, and then finally she's like, oh, and and money and stuff. Oh, this is great. Oh, you want me to dance with you? Oh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's she's not technically a hooker, but you know, <laughs> she, she only does stuff for things in return. So she's a scam artist, is what she is, really. Because you you end up finding out later, because you're all like hot and heavy, and she's like, she gets a room at the casino, and she's like, oh, just go and get some wine, because you know that wine glass is awfully empty. So you have to go back and get your like booze from the store. And you also have to marry her, obviously, because why would you do any of those things? Yeah. If you don't marry her. 
Yeah, I was getting hung up on the details playing it too. I'm like, well, what about the divorce? How are they going to handle that? <laughs> I guess they get another. Well, he doesn't handle it well because it, when he was with Passionate Patty and then the third one finished and then the fourth game that happened in an alternative universe happened and he was kind of still with her when he was philandering around in Larry 5 and 6, but she was hanging out at home while he was doing his work and just kind of holding down the fort doing a online sex work from the cabin that they were living in together. Wow, I didn't know that. That's some good world building. It's in the in interview between her and Larry and Al Lowe in one of the books I have. Man, that's that's so good. Just makes makes me wish like the the or miss the, the that that era in general with the, with that mm -hmm. amount of lore, like where people would have given a shit enough, and that you really it, like a lot of the stuff just doesn't work with the internet, and and I only mean that in the mm -hmm. sense of like the internet just there's just so much content. But it's like mm -hmm. back, back in the day when there was there just wasn't as much everywhere all the mm -hmm. time. Then, then because they didn't stay together, they were pretty much separated by Larry Seven. So it just it wasn't going well. They were long times apart, and you know, you know, yeah. you get distanced after a while. Yeah, no, very much so. Just, and I think he might have been a bit of a philanderer. Like I'm not even entirely sure that he like I know he never technically did anything wrong. He wasn't going around cheating on girls and and, and technically he's the one that got screwed over, but you kind of got to wonder a little bit if in 5 or 6 he did some things he shouldn't have. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> This all sounds so real. Um <laughs> I would I, I would like to do an episode on three one day. That's that's my favorite Larry mm, game. It's, I love three so it's, much. It's, it's one of the best era games, man. When it, the, the whole SCI zero zero era, like every mm -hmm. SCI zero game is is amazing, except for Iceman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always the blot on that. I still have to play Iceman, it, really that, but it's I've said it before. Iceman is Leisure Suit Larry Four without the sexy. It's what I expected when I first started it. The Leisure Suit Larry Four was going to be, but then it wasn't. It was such mm -hmm. a tease that way. Right, right. Without the sexy, that's mm -hmm. good. Well, all right. So, so fun, fun robs you of all your stuff and and leaves you leaves you high and dry on the bed. You got to cut yourself out of the bed. Um, which they play with at the beginning of Leisure Suit Larry 7, where Larry essentially starts the right. game tied up in a bed and you have to try and solve your way out of it. So he's always getting himself into those kinds of situations. Yeah, it's quite a cold open to Larry 7. Just immediately have to, to figure something out. That was that was that was mm -hmm. that was a little that was a little rough. Um It was. It wasn't <laughs> an easy little puzzle too. You're right. like, I'm just clicking on a page. How many things could there be to do? And then it's like, why did that take me twenty five minutes? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, you get, you get, you're, oh, you're finished with the, the, the fun era, chapter of the game. Um, and mm -hmm. you basically go down, this is where you meet the receptionist faith. Who's one of the other girls in the games. Um, you try to strike something up with her and it doesn't really work. That's kind of my no. short notes. All you, you essentially end up getting her to screw off when you like give her drugs so you can go up the elevator. Right. She's Thank like, you. oh, yeah. right. I totally did want to get high. That's great. Oh, thanks. I'm going to go do that now. It's like speed or something. And then she just fucks off over there. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll just use the elevator to the penthouse. That's cool, right? Oh, it doesn't matter that it's like some other chick's room. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I love how that all fits. It fits with the era so, so well. And so does the art. And I, I just want to pause and say for this is all to the EGA uh, game. Mm-hmm. The, the, 
Mark Rowe did such an awesome job of making it look like the era because it, it mm-hmm. specifically be the the part that we're coming up on the game now, which is like the the hotel suite, um, but mm-hmm. also the hotel. Okay, so so over the holidays, uh, Gremlins was on. Is that the movie? Yeah, Gremlins was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never actually properly seen that movie either. It was oh. just, and, and it was on like on mute. Okay. And I just kept kind of catching it in the background, and, and it made me. By the way, Gremlins is probably like the 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 most potent case study of the aesthetic of the era. Like mm-hmm. Gremlins encapsulates, encapsulates everything '80s about the '80s, um, mm-hmm. like from the shoulder pads. It's just it's just so much in one movie. It's like the, it, it really covers every damn thing as far as fashion, um, architecture, and stylistic design. It's it's all on Gremlins. Like if you ever mm-hmm. needed to just a quick study on on the aesthetics of a time, it, that would be the movie. And and when I was looking at it in the background, the one thing that came to my mind, a realization, I guess you could say, that's maybe generous, was there was so much marble in the eighties. Like there was, there was a lot of marble, just a lot of mm-hmm. fucking, if you imagine like the hotel lobbies of like a lot of the eighties movies, like the walls were fucking marble, like just slabs of rock all the time, everywhere. It's really weird. And, and at least to Larry, they do a great job of that. Cause the, the, the hotel has black marble mm-hmm. along the walls, um, which is so spot on. And then you go up into the penthouse. Here's the part where I'm going to leave the marble thing behind. And just carry on to the aesthetic of the the EGA version um, is is awesome. Like you got like the zebra bed and the the um, the bear rug um, and and the 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 panther print on the wall. Like it's all just man. It really covers the era so well. And 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 it, it reminds me honestly of how nostalgic I am for Police Quest because when I see this, I think of like Jesse Baines and and mm-hmm. the, the end of Police Quest one where where you go up into the, the suite and and again, you know basically it's Mark Crow you know doing a hotel suite in in agi again so it's of course like quite similar and in a good way i mean it's very different but it also feels feels really feels really good um well it's the art it's the cityscape and it's like that modern art concept right you can see it in in the photos it's this very night like my mom loves the look she's always been kind of drawn to the 80s idea of art and the colors and the boldness and it's like you could if you could call nowadays contemporary you could call this time period executive really right yeah that's his work that it really mm-hmm. does, yeah. It it even covers like a lot of the the, the feminine portraits where like it'd be like a girl with like a short mm-hmm. Bowie haircut and and like hard lines and and yeah, thick makeup and just yeah, it does it does have that vibe to it. Um, okay, so this is where you basically go out, you 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 hook up, you end up hooking up with Eve. Let's just, I mean, I don't know how to draw this out into a big thing. It's just, I feel like we should because it's the ending, but like it's it's not. There's not a lot here. You you. You, you find your way to Eve. Um, the sex doll thing is kind of ridiculous. Um, In all the versions. Actually, the yeah. screensaver on my tablet is the sex doll as it flies off. It's, it's being deflated in the thing as it's rising up and goes off. They do a really good job with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very odd, uh, silly, silly puzzle in a sense. Like, yeah, that, that one was... The most forced in the game, I guess you could say. Like, like it almost felt like they're just like, we really, we really want a sex doll in this game, and this yeah. is, I guess how we're doing. <laughs> Go follow it outside. And last thing I want to say about the sex doll is that uh, the sex doll in in the VJ remake is just nightmare fuel, horrifying looking. The the face, it, it looks like 
It looks like like when a serial killer is wearing somebody else's face kind of face. It's just, it's very scary looking. It's bad. They did actually, the sex doll in the reloaded version was the most beautiful of all three. They did a really great job at it because I've been staring at it as my screensaver for like two years on my tablet. It is, it is good. It is very good. It's definitely the most fuckable or the best looking (laughs) sex It is definitely the best looking out of all of them. Okay, fun fact, before you finish the rest of the game, there was actually, okay, we've heard about Carlos Escobar. I think we've read about it in the Sierra book, various other places, but he did a lot of the programming with Al and Al considered him like kind of a sidekick. And they made an in-house game at Sierra called Carlos Says because they all said he was so funny. And they put it like uh, as a batch file that ran in our auto exec batch file. So all that would happen is they'd get this like random quote from Carlos every time they started up the computer. So it's kind of like, you know, how Adventure Game and Her Interpreter does that. Every time you start it, it'll say something funny like fun in 16 colors, except it would be something like, I like you just as much today as I did yesterday or as long as your code has lots of white space and comments, who cares if it works? <laughs> just, that's right. how they'd start their day up. Okay. Okay. Yes. I get it. I get it. Yes. Like, uh, like AGS does when you, when you mm-hmm. open up AGS, it's got a, yeah. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Now you can carry on with the story this, this floaty doll, it flies outside. Cause that's how you know to go outside and can obviously. Right. Exactly. And then, and then you go into the hot tub. If you're, if you're playing EGA version, it's, it's, uh, Eve is, looks like kind of like Zoe de, 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 de Chanel. Thank you. Man, it always gives me like a little stroke trying to say her name. Trillian in the remake of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and so quirky adorable. Right. She's in a Jim Carrey movie that I liked. Yes, man, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because he's like, I never got to go to a ball. <laughs> I love that line. Um, and then in the, in the remake, <laughs> that's that's where Eve, Eve, is a, Eve is a beautiful black woman as she's quoted to be. Um, shows shows some nips, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it basically, you know, you accidentally get lucky because she thinks that that you know you're wearing a leisure suit because you're being yourself and you don't care what other people think, um, which I thought was brilliant. That's actually it's actually pretty clever because it's mm-hmm. it seems from my experience it seems pretty spot on as far as the psychology of women, like you know, represent. Sorry, my child's running around the house yelling, help me. It took me the, the second help me to realize that it's the playful help me and not the, you know, <laughs> the help me, help, help me. me. Yeah. Which kind of help me is that? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Carry on. Um, but it's, yeah, it seems like, like you know, it, it, it fits. It just works because women are definitely drawn to, I'm speaking for women, even though I'm talking to a woman who could just say it instead. But it seems like, you know, they, they appreciate the, the, the self-confidence and the not give a fuckery. Um, and then it also fits Larry because he doesn't know he's like tragically out of touch with everything that's going on, but he, he does catch on quick and rolls with the punches and gets laid for it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's weird and- is that there's yeah. a, you give Eve an apple. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of what triggers the you getting laid thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, it, on, on the adventure game side of things, that's the thing you do to forward the, the progression of the stories. You give her an apple and um, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of weird. The game ends on a biblical reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's meant to be like extra hot, maybe. Right. I mean, the way they describe her eating the apple is actually, it's not bad. It's it's, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 like, it's really good descriptive work done there because like the whole, the way, the way a woman would like, you know, I want to say daintily. I know that can't daintily. be a word, but yeah, anyway, sorry. What's your, then, what's your uh, end? go ahead. And then in the remake that you've got the, after you finally get what you want and you get your fireworks, you get this kind of like, 
um, fourth wall breaking ending where Ken Williams comes out and has this whole conversation about games and stuff. And it's, it's pretty good. They don't do that in the first one. Right. The first one's just like, congratulations, you've done it. Got laid and merged victorious. But yeah, I, I like the Ken pitch. It fits, it fits the mm-hmm. world of Larry. It fits the whole vibe of the game. And it he's, does. he's like, you know, you'd think I'd be, you'd think I'm uh, better than pitching my games at the end, but you'd be wrong. And yeah, that was cute. Uh, fun fact, there's a dog that pees on you at various times throughout the game, and it is the same dog that Eve owns at the beginning of the next Leisure Suit Larry game. Oh, very cute. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Another fun fact, um, there's a time limit to Leisure Suit Larry um, mm-hmm. EGA. Um, Much like uh, Quest for Glory 2 has a time limit, there's a few of them out there that have a time limit, right? What's another one before you reveal your reveal here? Unclear. Can you think of? I mean, there's a lot of timed events in Larabo too, but as far as like a mm-hmm. game-wide time limit, I don't know. Interesting, because yeah, Quest for Glory two trial by fire. If you take too long or at the wrong time, the whole world ends. Avuzel takes over. Nothing's good. That's interesting. I mean, obviously King's Quest mm-hmm. three, but again, those are like little inter like they reset mm-hmm. on different tasks. But yeah, game a game long. Oh, Rosella, time- Rose King's Quest four has an internal time clock. <sighs> right. Isn't that broken up by the day and night thing though? It is, but it just, it, time will keep progressing though. Like there is a, it's not right. guided only by events and circumstance. It's also guided by the amount of time spent. That's fit. There, that's fair. That fits. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, go on about it. Now that I had to nerd it up a little there. No, I appreciate it. Um, yes. The, appreciate a good nerding. It's, yeah, I really do. It, it's just, Larry's weird for having a time limit because the game doesn't, doesn't really call for it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, why would any of this be time? But I guess the idea is, see, the game doesn't really communicate to you that you're supposed to get laid before the sun rises. Maybe that's what's a little bit strange about it. Mm Because if you don't get laid by by the time the sun rises or seven hours later, I think you can extend that to eight by doing something with the prostitute. I don't don't remember. The prostitute kind of muddies it up too, as far as my ability to report on it. But let's just say you didn't sleep with the prostitute because you don't have to. Um, if you don't get laid by sunrise, then um, Larry shoots himself in the face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really dark. Just a, just a, oddly, just a, yeah, really dramatic shift in tone where if the sun rises and you haven't getting laid, basically when the seven hours is up, uh, a little display box pops up on the screen and calls you a virgin. And then it cuts to Larry holding a gun to his head, and he yep. uh, he does the deed He's, with a with a just a antagonistically smiling sunshine in the background. <laughs> it is, and it is, it is due to his depression. Like they they just they talk about that he commits suicide in despair. It's on the wiki page. Like this is just, and a lot of people are like, I've never seen that. I've never seen that happen. And I didn't even see it happen when I played it as a kid. I never took long enough to see that happen. So when I saw that screenshot, like many years later posted online, I'm like, well, where's that from? Did somebody just make that? And it's like, holy shit. No, it's actually in the game. Could you imagine you're a kid and you're playing the game and you take so long? The guy kills himself. That's that's crazy, man. Wildly dark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially from a a former teacher like Al Lowe. Al, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I do. I, I really do. I think it's, I think it's amazing because it's like it's hard to. Um, God, it's got to be hard to. I'm, I'm hesitating on whether or not I wanted to like pedal that back because I realized that I'm talking about a, kind of a deeper subject there with the whole thing. But there's no need to address it that way. In the in the light world of Leisure Suit Larry, I appreciate it on a coding side because it's like, it's the perfect amount of time. In the fact that most people never saw this, 
even without a walkthrough, mm-hmm. I guess it's hard to spend seven hours playing these Jujutsu Diary. And seven hours is also the amount of time it would probably take for the sun to rise. If you got dropped off at a convenience store in, in Las Vegas at the beginning of the game, you'd figure the sun would be probably, yeah, you'd probably have about seven hours before the sun rises. Um, so it, it all just kind of fits perfectly. And the fact that not, you know, most people didn't see it as opposed to most people did. I mean, it was, it was all, it was all played out pretty well. Well, it was patched out of some of the other AGI versions too. I bet. I think okay. it was it was taken out. It was not redone in the remake either, or it wasn't right. put in, no, in the remake either, or anything good. like. Yeah. Yeah, to which fair enough, and, and all that, because yeah, whatever. But all right, anyway. Okay, never mind. You know what? I'm I'm just I was saying that, but now I'm just taking a second to look it up because I'm talking out my ass. It looks like there is they found a way to keep track of time in the VGA. And the suicide is still there, but I haven't seen proof of it. I don't think so. I think they're lying. I don't even know why I looked that up. It takes, okay, it takes eight real game hours in Leisure Suit Larry VGA. And it, it does happen. So you know what? It, does anybody who's listening know, Does is that scene in the second one? Feel free to write in and tell us. I actually don't know. Yeah, because all I've got to add to this basically is I know in VGA there's a I'm basically I'm looking at a screenshot that says you've only just begun you've been playing this game for eight hours oh wait that's minutes never mind mm. never mind on so this whole thing but if <laughs> I guess for the sake of finishing any sort of coherent thought if you stand there for eight minutes and 33 seconds without doing anything the game will um, call you out and tell you to get moving but yeah I don't see I don't see any proof of it happening so yeah that's a good question for for listeners if you if you have seen the the the, the uh the offing in, in the vga one let us bloody know it's a weird mm-hmm. dark request but <laughs> you know here we are oh okay so the game starts around 10 p.m and it goes one night when you take too long it'll be a day when that happens larry will shoot himself in the original version you can force this death by pressing alt zero and then type the command tp and room number 19 as long as you're not playing it in scum VM. Hmm. Huh. Did you, speaking of which, I just learned today in prep for this, that you can skip the, the in, in the EGA version, you can skip the, the age check in the beginning by doing alt X. Yeah. I didn't even know that until I heard Al Lowe say it. It might even have been our interview. I'm not sure, but I was like, really? I put that much work in, made a whole freaking chart, and that's all I had to do. But like, as we've learned too, they put all these little codes and all these things, like you do the same. You're making a game. You're like, oh, when you're in this scene, click here to just quickly bypass this scene, or just hit escape to bypass this, because we've already read it a bunch of times, and and you want to do those. And in some of the games, like for example, Christy Marks in Conquest of the Longbow, she wasn't really big into going through a lot of the, Jane Jensen was kind of like that too, you know, when going through the games and it was really long scenes and it took a long time, there had to be shortcuts or way to skip things or ways to jump around the game. And a lot of that stuff was just left in when the game was released. Mm. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I, and I can see that too. Cause like, I've got a few, as you know, in the game where it's like, if you click on this tiny little part of the fence, you, you can, mm-hmm. you don't have to walk to the exit and click on the thing. And I think part of the reason mm-hmm. I made it so obscure is, is just in case I forget to take it out. It's like, <laughs> just in case you fuck this up and leave it in. That's like almost nobody's ever going to click on that one tiny little spot with this exact cursor and blah, blah, blah. So it all checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, yeah, before does. we, before we wrap the show, what are, what are our conclusions on AGI versus SCI? 
And I'm sorry to listeners. We never really can decide how we're going to frame it. I think we've been doing EGA, VGA, so we'll stick with that. So, you know, what, what are your kind of pros and cons and, and yeah, I don't know, closing thoughts on, on specifically the comparison aspect? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the first one was my first. So nostalgically, I always like to go back to it. But there's this like funky, fun vibe that's like neither of them are serious, but it's somehow just slightly more lighthearted and almost whimsical in the second one. It was like the first one when they were earnest and they really had to make their game and make the point. And the second one was a bunch of them sitting in a room messing around. That kind of was because you're remaking it. You're like, oh, can you make her sexier? Can you make the wall funnier? Can you make the carpet like leaves that intermingle? And they had so many more options of choice with graphics and storyline and in that way that they could go with it that... Uh, like, I, I could never pick the remake over the original, but at the same time, I could never diss it. I would I would earnestly and honestly say, if you want to do the typing, do the first one. But if you want to do the pointy clicky, do the second one. And you're at no real loss if you do it that way. Okay. I like that. that that's um, I'm really glad you went first. That helped me figure out what I was going to say. <laughs> um, okay. If you've never played either before mm-hmm. i would play one for the art but that that's assuming mm-hmm. that that you appreciate ega which mm-hmm. i think i think most of our listeners do right because just just the error and things mm-hmm. like that we just have like a certain nostalgia for for low resolution ega graphics um because it's 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 just it's just bloody fun to look at like the, I, I think the remake is is really cool and i think the art is exceptional but the, mm-hmm. you'll never there's there's no competing with with EGA when it comes to people like us who grew up with it. So mm-hmm. um, if you've never played either, I would say visually speaking, play the original. Otherwise, mm-hmm. play the remake, and it's for similar for for a few reasons. The mo- the biggest reason is the similarity that it has to what I said in the Police Quest episode, which is the, it's easier to explore, and mm-hmm. and there's so much to see and hear. Well, there's so much to to yeah, okay. So I'm being pedantic with myself. There's so much to see in here, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. uncover, you know, literally new visuals, but I mean, see, I guess, is in text to read. Um, but there's just, there's so many lines. And, and I still, to this day, I don't know what isn't in the original because it's it's hard to, it takes, I guess, an amount of, of, of energy and creativity in a parser game to even think of what to tell it when it comes to exploring an environment. You know, like you, if you if you can think of all the different things that Larry might do in that room and type it, then, then awesome. And the reward is probably greater for the cost. But that being said, like in the VGA remake where you've got the zipper icon and the lick icon and then the interact and then the look, and then the talk to, there's so many awesome lines out there. And, and Al, Alo is funnier than I think I ever give him credit for Some of his stuff is just almost shockingly funny. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm saying shockingly in a sense of, of how it holds up um, because I don't know. I, I, I might've unwisely categorized him as just like, you know, outdated dick joke guy or something. And it's just not the case. Like some of his stuff is very funny and very reverent and, and I really like it. And then that being said, he's also backed up by uh, Josh Mandel who they would go on to mm-hmm. do pretty Farkas together. And Josh Mandel, um, I don't know. He's credited with witty text. And documentation. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how much of said witty text was Josh, but but Josh is a really funny dude, and there's some really funny things in this game. Um, a good example of something that's probably Josh Mandel that's not in the game, but it's in the game's credits, 
um, is they're, they're giving musical credits and it says, um, you know, theme song by, by Al Lowe. And then some tunes are written by dead guys and you know who you <laughs> are. Um, and I don't know, that's, that, that could really be either of the two, but, but back to my main point, uh, would be the VGA version is easier to explore and it, or I'm sorry, goddamn. So the last thing I want to do to listeners is confuse you guys with what I'm trying to point you towards, but the, the VGA version, the remake is easier to explore Mm-hmm. And it encapsulates everything about adventure games that I love and all the things about adventure games that I'd like to see more of, which is less, you know, you can only, it's, it's kind of the opposite, I guess you could say of, of the way modern games have gone, where it's like you click on the thing and the game decides what you've done. The game decides, mm-hmm. like you click on a character in some games and the game will be like, well, you know, because you clicked on the character, that means you talk or that means you hit them. Mm-hmm. Or that means, the game kind of decides what you do because we've oversimplified it to just one click so that mm-hmm. you know, the game decides what your one click does. Whereas this is the opposite of that, where it's like, you can lick the person, touch the person, talk to the person, look at the person. Um, and in modern adventure games defense, something that I'm guilty of not really realizing is that this, what I'm explaining and what I really like, it fits comedies the best. So maybe that's why it, I think it was the way to go for my game and why I think it's a great thing for Leisure Suit Larry because it does it fits comedy is the best. Comedy is where you want to get more lines. You want more. If the writing's good and if it's actually funny, then you do want more. You do want to find out what happens if you touch them versus if you look at them. Whereas maybe in a game that's not a comedy, you might not want that, and that's kind of fair enough. Um, but when it comes to Larry and when it comes to Space Quest or anything that's trying to make you laugh um, – I think you want like a large tool belt. You want all the different options available. And, and this is captures the, the spirit of exploration, which is at the heart of an adventure. And that's to be able to walk around and click on all the things and get rewarded for doing so. The end. Here, here. Well said. Look at that. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. And I like, and I liked all of them. I think they were all, all three, including reloaded are worth playing. Maybe not all in one day. Like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, please. But definitely, I mean, they're just, they're funny. They're all funny. They all have a lot of writing. They all have so many lines in them that had to be written. And uh, Jan Rabson does a great job as Larry in Reloaded, uh, you know, RIP. I absolutely love him as Larry. I can't imagine Larry having any other voice other than that. Maybe Bill Um, Gates. (laughs) (laughs) Was that what was in your mind? You're like, well, I'm thinking as an alternative, Bill Gates would kind of, That'd be the one, huh? And that, that's actually inspired by Jan, just because Jan g- gives them, yeah, he gives them that, just that, that I don't know, the, sorry, Bill, but like your balls are in a rubber band kind of voice, where it's just like, it's, yeah, it's just, Bill Gates' voice is, it's it's almost doesn't seem real. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, it's like when you watch that Windows 95 video where, where he's out on stage dancing, it's like, mm-hmm. he's like almost a character of a man. It's like, my God, Bill, it's just, just the nerdiest <laughs> shit. I mean... I don't think I don't think he can hear me insulting him through the billions of dollars that he has. It's fine. Uh, this is a victimless crime. Entirely, <laughs> oh my, God. Entirely. my God, that new Windows is you know a garbage operating system, and of which he stole most of it anyway. So there you go. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> might as well go all in. I'm just saying. Um, oh okay. yeah, Microsoft just. Oh, right. That's not even, they just fired a whole bunch of people and they were from the Activision division, like a huge amount of people too. I'm like, Oh, what's going to happen to our games? Yeah. Right. As long as he, I'd, I'd hate for them to suddenly, you know, not give them any attention or love as they already <laughs> aren't like, <laughs> um, what was I going to say though? Cause you brought up another good point about the Jan thing. Um, 
the lines, it's gone. doesn't matter. I won't force it. It's all right. Josh Mandel did narrating, right? Has, I think there was just the reloaded had some great, great people in there. It was, it was a big project. I have the t-shirt. Thanks to uh, Roberta from the Reloaded campaign that is covered in Leisure Suit Larry chest hair. And I have a, oh, a, a signed bottle. Yeah, I don't, real chest hair. They glued it on from the devs. You know? I got nervous. Then, you said your shirt was covered in something. Uh, very nice. Semen, guys. That's the joke. Very, very good. Semen. Yeah. So. yeah. Long and hard and full of semen. And then I also Wait, got... What's uh, the word for egg whites again? Adu, adu. Albumin. Albumin. Yeah, yeah, covered in aldu, albumin. Because we, as a society, we're too pretentious to call it egg whites, so we call it the Latin word for white. Whatever. Anyway, semen has the same amount of protein as an egg white. We look. We did a lot of research for this episode. We did. We really had to look into things. But yeah, I also have the sealed box for the Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded, and it's signed. So to all, and I have Leisure Suit Larry one because I got to throw the flex with the napkin. Thanks to David Bitten. Thank you, David. So. That's that's cool. Too. Awesome. It's um, uh, Reloaded is available on iOS and Android as well. So if mm-hmm. if, um, if you're not sure which of the three to play, I would say if you're if you play on tablets or phones, um, then then play Reloaded. But as we've said on the show a lot recently, I'm not sure anybody really plays adventure games on phones. But I guess tablets. That's that's definitely a, a yeah. thing and an option. So and also to our listeners, uh, Scum VM is now available on iOS. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. And also to our listeners, oh, I'm so excited I'm remembering this. Um, our dear friend Cosmic Void, his game uh, Twilight Oracle is coming out today. You're listening to mm-hmm. this on Tuesday, and his game literally is released today. It's called Twilight Oracle. Speaking of comedies, it's a comedy. Um, he was one of the, the best artists out there as far as pixel art is concerned, which is the only art as far as I'm concerned. Um, I absolutely adore his work. I, the one thing I love about Cosmic's art is that you can always tell it's his. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost envious of his, his fingerprint that he's, he's just so good at, um, I don't know. A lot of it's, I think, is palette choices. But anyway, anyway, Cosmic Boys Games out. It's called Twilight Oracle. It's available on Steam. Um, it just came out today. Please go check it out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Well, you know, I want to pick Sorry. That's good. No, that was, should I, should I let you restart and do the whole thing? No, please don't. you want to do? Yeah, please don't make me. We're fine. I want to take a minute to say uh, thank you to all our Patreoners. They really help make these episodes possible at all levels. And uh, without you guys, we wouldn't even know that uh, people were listening, except for the lovely emails we get sometimes, and mostly from the people that are our Patreoners as well. Makes sense. You're invested. You're invested. We appreciate it. We read everything that's out there. I want to give an extra special thanks to the tier we have yet not renamed to Tim Ellis, Michael Council, and Brian Manown. Uh, it's really appreciated. Everybody else oh. here is also really appreciated. What's up? Brian, thank you so much for having my back on Steam. You wrote some people oh, yeah. back for me and you're like, dude, he's working. He's bloody. Get on, he's, he's working on it. Thank you so much for having my back on that. I have to, Steam doesn't give, doesn't give us notifications. So that's a lesson learned. I need to keep an eye on that. But Brian, thank you so much for for having our back. And since I've already kind of interjected, um, uh, I'm going to say, too, to check out our friend Daniel Albu's new channel, Tech Talks with Daniel. Um, to our listeners, he's uh, Daniel's uh, of Conversations with Curtis. And he's got a new YouTube channel. Again, it's called Tech Talk with Daniel. Um, so check that out. Give him a, give him a sub because he's, he's just bloody – I love him and he deserves it. 
100%. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody else on the hotspot network, because everybody, they have new videos coming out all the time. And, and we're going to link every single one of them below this episode, because it's really important what everybody's doing, what everybody's keeping up with, and, and really appreciate having that network out there so that we can all kind of see what's going on and, and prepare for future journeys and all sorts of things that we're going to be doing for the network. But hey, about us, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can write us an email first off. That's always nice. Gosh, it's like the most exciting thing to get that little ping. It's like, oh, an email to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast that isn't, hey, do you want to get thousands of subscribers for your podcast? <laughs> write me back. Because that's mostly, I mean, mostly what we get is spam for podcast spam. And every time I, I do something else or put it somewhere else, you know, you think you get something new, it's more spam. So every time we get email rolling through it's really it's really a dopamine hit for sure that can last the day so outside of that you can just give us a tweet uh anna or paul at either or cgg podcast or the phantom fellows because we're all out there and you can find us out there you can uh, also hit us up on our facebook page uh if classic gamers guild dot com is just like our classic gamers guild facebook page but otherwise just go to like classic gamers guild podcast on facebook it, look the point is talk to your google speaker if you want we're on instagram we're on youtube ask any advice to play us even if you're on apple yell it into the room and it'll just start broadcasting out of the atmosphere we're literally everywhere super easy to find yes exactly and and, and also um I'm going to link below some information about the Adventure Game Hotspot Fanfare Convention that's going on this summer at the end of July. Please consider coming to join us. It's going to be an awesome time. Everybody from the network is going to be there. Anna and I are going to be there. Um, the Sierra alumni is having a reunion there. So, I mean, it's it's just if this is your thing, and it probably is because you're listening to us, then, then try and get out there if you possibly can because it's going to be awesome. Don't be doing – don't do a murder. SCI. Okay, there we go. These are real notes. I found them. Don't mind the noise. Sometimes I feel so nerdy. This is ridiculous. Okay. You sound nerdy right now. I know. I feel it. I feel me sounding it. <laughs> well, let me look through my notes here. <laughs> Not these ones. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God.